What's up, Kinsey Queens? Welcome back. Bad Habits Kingdom. Just want to say thank you guys all so much for all your support. Really appreciate it, guys. I really, really, really love your guys' support. So, tonight we're going to be talking about this little girl. Um, I uh, knew about this case for a while. Yeah, most cases that I do, I've known about them for a while, but they bother the shit at me, so that's why I bring them back up, just so you guys know. Because I know you guys hear me say that a lot, but the last case I did about the about Miss Camille Dotson, uh, that one's not over yet. We're gonna be making more videos. I actually did some recording today on the phone. Uh, we went to some uh, areas that she supposedly lived in, and uh, from a, a friend of the family sent me an address. Kara and I went to just to drive by, and just checking things out we did some recording on the phone we're going to be do doing some more recording about that case so stay tuned about the part two of camilla dotson but tonight we're going to be talking about a little girl she was seven years old this happened in 1999 her name was carla rodriguez now this one really really hits home um i have a little girl um she's one and I couldn't imagine I really couldn't you know there's there's things that just there's a lot of question marks on this case now this case it's not like the other ones uh, all my other cases the police presume that she, the uh, you know the two missing gentlemen and the missing Dotson the police presume that they're dead this case the police presume that she still might be alive and come to find out one of the detectives working Carla Rodriguez's case lived in that neighborhood grew up in that neighborhood so he's taking a strong approach with this and this happened back in 1999 she was seven years old at the time so from reports and from what I've researched so far, Carla was seven years old and she would ride her bike in her neighborhood. Now, she lived by the stratosphere, which people in Vegas, we call that area Naked City. And even back in 99, that was still called Naked City. It's one of the worst areas in town. Very violent, very a lot of drugs, a lot of offenders. You know, a lot of sex offenders and stuff were in that area. You know, it, it's a fucked up area part of town. It really, really is. You know, I'm not, you know, bad mouthing people that live over there or anything like that, but it's just known to be a bad area. Now, Carla was riding her bike in her neighborhood, and supposedly a car. This is what a, a, another little girl saw this. Sorry, I need to go back some. So, Carla was riding a bike. Her friend supposedly saw her the day she went missing. The last time she saw her, she saw Carla on her bike talking to a man that was in a car. And the man told her, get in the car. That's what the part she heard. She said that they were standing there. She was standing there talking to him. And she heard, she was able to hear the man say, get in the car. So, she figured it was Carla's father. And she went ahead and went to school. Then that was it. You know, Carla vanished. Nothing ever since then. Now, when it comes to children, that is 
the worst fucking thing. It really is. I mean, they can't protect themselves. That's that's hard. I mean, that's fucking hard. I mean, I can't believe. You know, these cases really, really get to me. You know, that's one thing. I, I mean, they, they really hurt. You know, I mean, I feel for the families on this hard. You know, the little girl. I mean, I can't, I couldn't even imagine. <sighs> you know, and I and I worry about that shit all the time. You know, well, that's why we have alarms. You know, guns. I mean, I I get paranoid all the time because crime in Vegas is just rising. You know, it's not getting any fucking better. It's just getting worse. Kara and I plan on moving out of here. You know. We want to go to a small town where there's no crime, you know, just like in the movie Sweet Home Alabama, you know, everyone knows each other, grew up together. That's that's what we want. You know, we don't want, you know, anything happening or anything like that. So Carla disappears. Now, I guess her father, you know, she didn't come home. She figured that Carla would he figured that Carla was at her friend's house staying the night. Now, this was late at night. The next morning, supposedly, she's, Carla did not go to school, and that's when they reported to 911. Uh, mom came home after working all night, found out Carla was in school, and they called 911. So she wasn't reported to the police until 12 hours after her disappearance, until anyone's last seen her. I don't understand that. When your daughter's seven years old, you know, I mean, if, even if she stands at a Fred's house, you, you find out. You know, I, I don't know if they were close friends with that family or what, but I mean, there's got to be some kind of communication that that just seems odd to me. Now, I'm not accusing the father. I'm not assuming or anything like that. But, you know, your daughter, seven year old daughter doesn't come home and you just assume she's at a friend's house staying the night. You know, she's not 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, I know that. When I was growing up, we lived in a tight neighborhood. Uh, when I was about 13, 14, my mom dropped my curfew. You know, I was staying out till one o'clock in the morning, always getting, you know, my mom was always yelling at me about staying out late and all that stuff. But I had a group of friends with me all, at all times, at all fucking times. And at, finally at 14, she just was like, okay, you're not going to have a curfew. But at least call and let me know, you know, every few hours, which I did, you know, and this was when I was 14, 15, you know, I would let her know, hey, just so you know, I'm over here. I'm going to be crashing over there, you know, stuff like that, just so she was aware of where I was at, just in case if something did go wrong and I went missing, she was like, okay, he was here, he was here, he was here, you know, when you're seven, you definitely need to be calling if your daughter doesn't show up. If she's supposed to be out front riding her bike and you don't see her all day and then or all afternoon and you just assume she's staying out of her friend's house. Okay, go down to the friend's house. Call the friend's house if you don't have their number or something. That 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 rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that. Like I said, I don't know the relationship, but back in 1999, I mean, it it wasn't like it was in the 50s or 60s or 70s. You know, like my uncles would tell me when they were growing up, the neighbors would be able allowed to spank them if they were doing something wrong. It wasn't like that back in 99. You know. 
Now, from what I can see is that the police have been trying this new DNA evidence research. So, the last time they have any kind of photos or footages with Carla was she was seven years old. So, they, you know, got on the computer and showed pictures of what she could possibly look like now. I mean, you never know with cases like this because, like I said, she disappeared. She was a little girl. You know, this could be she is still alive, which, of course, we all hope and pray she is. Or, you know, the worst. You know, it's, it's, it's bad. Either way, if she's still alive, she's been putting up with this nightmare all these years. If she is gone, that's just, that's just the worst fucking thing you could possibly do to harm that little girl, to take her from her family. Now, apparently the little girl that saw Carla talking to the man in the car was trying to tell the teacher when she heard the news, like, hey, I saw Carla and I guess the teacher wasn't listening like you know which i can see happening because teachers don't take kids seriously i'll tell you what one time this actually happened to me i'm gonna tell you a quick story i was about 17 and i was just shooting around a basketball now i live right down the street from red rock elementary school now this is if you live in vegas it's kind of by the jones 95 Alta and Upland area, Alta Indicator. It's like in that era, but it was a lot closer to Jones and 95 than Alta Indicator. But deficit is that area. Alta and Upland were the main cross streets. And Red Rock Elementary School, that's where all my friends hung out. We always played football. See, when I was growing up, everybody was outside. We were always outside playing. It's not like nowadays where you don't see any kids outside. Like when we were outside, we would have a bunch of people. You know, we be have full football teams going on, basketball over there, baseball going on. The you know the girls will be playing on the playground. You know, it was a bunch of kids outside all the time. Well, I was playing around in basketball because I wasn't really good, so I was just bored. And it was winter time. I know that because it got dark like at five o'clock, and I was playing that by myself. You know, just fucking around, bored, and. Usually I'm never by myself, so I don't know why it was, but yeah, I was by myself just fucking around, and there was this guy in the field walking his dogs. He was letting his dogs just walk around. That was very common, so I didn't think anything of it, and I just kept going and going, you know, fucking around, and my hair was like real crazy back then. It was like, like I never really did it, you know, when I was playing sports and stuff so it was always just like a huge mess all of a sudden my cell phone rings and it's my buddy cliff and i'm like eh. he's like hey K- ky everyone called me ky or kb back then i'm like what's up he's like hey man are you at red rock right now playing basketball and i was like yeah how'd you know he's like dude i just drew by there he's like listen get out of there and i was like what the fuck are you talking about He's like, that guy that's walking his dog is a fucking stalker, dude. He followed me home one time. All this shit. We've been, I, you know, I never told you guys about him yet or anything like that. But he is fucking nuts, man. Get the fuck out of there. And I was like, well, why did you stop, man? He's like, well, I got to go to my girls. I'm late. Blah, blah, blah. Just get the fuck out of there. 
So I'm like, okay, so instead of walking, you know, to the exit where the field was, I actually hopped the back fence. And then there was a street right there called Mayflower. And so I was like, okay, I'll just hop this fence, go down, take Mayflower back, you know, the back way to my neighborhood. So I do. And then the only problem is instead of going all the way the back way to my neighborhood, I wanted to get home quick. So I actually cut in front of the school and I was still able to see him. He scared me. I was still able to see him in the school, but I saw him starting to leave. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, and I'm walking up my street. My house was about eight, nine houses up to the right. And I'm walking up Zion Street and about I get about two, three houses away from my house. And what it reminded me of is like, you remember if you ever seen Halloween one when Michael Myers is driving by um, Lori and he like looks out, the, you know, he drives by and looks, leans his head to stare at him and keeps going. That's what exactly what that guy did to me. He, I was like two houses away. I see him pull up. He looks his head out. And I was like, oh, my God, like it did scare the shit of me. And he kept going super, super slow. And then he got a little ahead to where I bolted into my house. Now, it freaked me out, but I knew he didn't see me going to my house. Now, remind you, I'm 17. And when I was 17, I was, you know, very aggressive. I was a lot, you know, thicker because I worked out. You know, I was a lot more in shape. You know, I wasn't some little punk, but it did scare the shit out of me. I go with my sister. There used to be a Del Taco. I think the Del Taco is actually still there. It's right by Jones and 95. We go to Del Taco. I don't see a car inside, nothing. We come back. We eat. Now, I think nothing of it. I go outside to smoke a cigarette. And I see him driving up and down my street. Super fucking slow. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I we literally been gone for like an hour. And he's fucking still driving up and down my damn street. So I call my friend Joey. I'm like, hey, man, this dude's fucking stalking me. Cliff told me about him. Get up over here. He lived around the block. I was like, bring the bats, you know, because, you know, we didn't carry guns or anything. We had bats and stuff. So Joey comes up. He coming by. Joey waves his arm out. He keeps driving up and down the road, staring at us. Now we're down at the bottom of my driveway. And he's just driving up and down the road. So I was like, all right, this dude wants to play games. I'll be right back. Now, my uncle. Now, I know everybody has like a dad or a relative or something that's very dangerous. I'm going to say this. My uncle is the boogeyman himself. He is 6'3", 300 pounds, solid muscle. I mean, this guy is the baddest fucking guy I ever met. Now, I know we all have those people in our families, but I'm telling you, if you met this one, you would definitely, you would know right away. I seen him punk the shit out of the stocky ass dude. I'm telling you. So I tell my uncle, I'm like, hey, this guy's been doing this. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I say, he's been driving up and down the road. And he's like, are you fucking serious? So he gets up. He's walking down. My friend Joey's still at the end of the driveway. He's like, he's coming right now. My uncle goes, Shh, like whistles hella loud and says, got a problem? And he waves something out the window. And it looked like a napkin or something. He waved something out the window and took off. That was it. Now, my uncle was like furious. He was like, what the fuck's been going what, what happened? I was like, man, I don't know. My friend called me, told me that he's like a stalker. He was following him. He was following him and shit, blah, 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 right? So, time goes by, you know, like a couple weeks, three weeks go by. 
I was staying at my buddy Max's house. I used to always crash at Max's house. He lived over on Charleston Toy Pines in uh, Lantana. No free shout outs, but Lantana Apartments. And I was staying at his house all night. And I got up at like 5 a.m. and I'm walking home. And I'm getting down. I'm walking down Alta. And I get almost to Upland. You know, I pass Jones. And I'm almost to my neighborhood. I look across the street and I see his car in a driveway. And I'm like, holy shit, there's the fucking guy. I know where he lives, you know, and I call up Cliff and stuff and I tell him, hey, dude, he lives about five houses from Upland on the left hand side, blah, blah, blah. His license plate is, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Am I allowed to say a license plate number over this? Okay. Um, well, even him, you know, he did stalk me. I mean, all right, whatever. But I still know his license plate number to this day. We end up, like, egging his house, fucking his car up, and shit like that. Well, one night, we see him at the school. And we got, like, 15 people with us because we had a big-ass crew. We had, like, 15 people with us. We see him drive up. We drive in right behind him because we saw him driving around. He takes off hard. We're chasing him. We got another car over here and stuff. He ends up at Gary Dexter Park. We were like, what's up, man? You fucking stalking us? And he was real quiet. He was like, I don't know. I'm not doing anything. And we were like, man, you've been stalking us. And he, like, takes off into the darkness, like, backwards. It was crazy. So, never saw him again. That was it. There's a lot of fucking crazy nuts out there that do shit like that. Now, you got to remember, I was 17 years old, 18 years old, in shape and stuff like that. If he's going to do that to me, he's definitely going to do that to young people. I just saw on the news not too long ago, this kid was walking home. It's a big thing. You can see it on YouTube. I guess he got up to his house and he, you can see a car stopping and he starts screaming, throwing rocks at him. And apparently the people were trying to offer him candy to get in the car. That drives me insane. Kidnapping and harming children and stuff like that. That, that drives me so fucking insane like literally i i can't believe people do that you know it's it's so fucked up you know it's like one thing they need to do is start shutting down on crime if you kidnap or anything like that give them life no paroles nothing give them death sentence all that stuff that stuff will stop stop that shit i mean fuck you know it's it's fucked up it's really fucked up but this is what I got to say. So, um, Carla Rodriguez, you know, she she vanished. No trace of her. They're trying to do a DNA thing because Las Vegas actually has hope that she's still alive. Metro still has hope that she's alive. And I really hope to God she is. You know, I really hope she can reunite with her family one day. It's been an extremely long time, you know. But, you know, 1999, you know, that's over 20 years ago, you know. So... It's 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 a very very sad situation. It drives me nuts thinking about it. You know, I'm gonna try to find more about this case. They don't have any kind of suspects and stuff. But that area, you know, it's it's not the best area. So her, I'm not I'm not saying even back then it was it wasn't the nicest area. Yeah, her family probably lived there for a while, so they knew a lot of people in the neighborhood. But if you have kids. You keep them close. I mean, literally, close, close. Nowadays, you don't really worry about that because there's not a lot of kids outside. Uh, you know, they're never outside anymore. You just don't see it. 
you never see kids outside, you know, playing football and stuff like that. Unless they're on like a youth little league team and stuff like that or at the skate park. That's really it. You know, I never see kids outside playing football, basketball. You know, I just don't see it anymore. You know, trick or treating. I have four trick or treaters. That's it. When I was a kid, there was hundreds, hundreds of kids outside. You know, it's just different than, you know, thing, you know, in a way, it's a good thing. You know, kids are at home, they're safe and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a very scary situation. It really is. And this case has always bothered me, of course, just like my other cases, but this one really is scary. You know, she's a little, she was a little girl, you know, I mean, just a, just a fear she had to have had. I couldn't even imagine. And you know her family had to live through that. I mean. I don't think I would have survived it. Because you automatically assume the worst. You know. 1999 was. A long time. I'm gonna end this video, guys. I gotta get it to. I gotta work tomorrow, so definitely subscribe to the channel of Bad Habit Kingdoms. Thank you guys for your support. I'll go over more about this, you know, a little bit tomorrow, and next week I'll add more to the Camille Dotson case. I uh, want to look into some things this week, just some, you know, ideas of what I have. So definitely subscribe to the channel. Just support, guys. Have a good night.